Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Warlord Games official podcast. The podcast that digs into the wonderful games that Warlord puts out for us to play and enjoy as gamers. Now, joining me today are two men that need absolutely no introduction. They are wargaming royalty. They have had their paws in many wonderful games over the years, but you would know them most recently as the brains behind Warlord's 2000 AD games. Of course, they were on to talk about Strontium Dog. We, of course, we talked Judge Dredd. We talked Slain. But now we are joined by Andy Chambers and Gav Thorpe to talk about ABC Warriors. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Warlord Games podcast. Hello there, brother. Hello. Nice to be back. It is always a pleasure to have you fine gentlemen on. Now, I know that when we talked previously, you had mentioned that ABC Warriors was something that you started to put together during uh, lockdowns way back when, when those sort of things were happening. And I know that Slain kind of jumped the queue ahead of ABC Warriors, but now you have to be pretty excited to have ABC Warriors out and about and on gaming shelves now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's been a bit of a, because we've been proofing the rule book over the last few months. And of course, we actually wrote the rules about two years ago now. So that was a journey down memory. I'm like, oh, crikey me, who writes all this stuff? I have to confess. <laughs> How does this work again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of material in there. It's like, where does this all go? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, so it's been good, some good times overall. Yeah, and it's um, it's very much back to form, the um, ABC Warriors game, because it, it fits right in with Strontium Dog and Judge Dredd. Whereas Slaying, we had to make this sort of diversion to make more of a fantasy game. Mm -hmm. uh, but still using the same core mechanics and stats and things like that with a few tweaks in here and there. This time we, we're kind of like back to more of a sci-fi skirmish, which is uh, what Strontium Dog and Judge Dredd are designed around. And um, the, the challenge this time for us was how to make that all about sentient robots, which is what ABC Warriors are, for those of you who don't know. Uh, what is it? Atomic Bacteriological Chemical. War warriors was the old tagline yeah. for them. robots to be, you know, fight on the, the battlefields of the future where they can survive all kinds of damage and destruction. The the thing about the ABC warriors, because they actually they were sort of uh, my first memory of them was they were introduced as the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And actually they were they were helping with the colonization of Mars and they were basically had been they were ex war robots that had been sent to the frontier. That's right, to, that's right. To keep the peace. Um yep. <clears throat> But then, in very classic kind of like uh, uh, fashion, that the the universe has sprawled after that, and and it's part of a bigger continuity with Nemesis the Warlock and the Volgan War, and all that kind of stuff from various other um, <clears throat> ABC Warriors strips. So, uh, and and so there's lots of different periods, and the ABC Warriors have had different memberships over the years. Uh, but it was it was decided um, to focus on one particular series of strips. Uh, so ABC Warriors created by uh, written by Pat Mills. Um, and there's one particular series of strips called The Vulcan War, which is illustrated by Clint Langley. Um, and essentially is about how the war comes back to haunt you, really. Um, yeah, it, it's a so, massive PTSD story to a large extent. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the, the general concept of the story is um, the ABC Warriors are back on Mars after however many 
hundreds of years because that's the other thing it's like it spans centuries because they're robots they've been oh, they're completely refitted again and again and again um but so were the bad guys so actually uh this one particular uh villain uh, Vol- uh vulcan 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 icon I- of icons the, the icon of icons who's basically the 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 soviet robot um, from the second and third oil wars, mm. as they are known, um, <clears throat> has, has come, escapes basically and gets the old crew back together. And they're, they're fighting over a city called Makana. Um, and so there's lots of other tie into bits of continuity and stuff, but that's the main premise. But, but the, the theme of the series also is very much riffing on modern technology, social media, all types of media in the in the modern age and stuff. Yeah, so, media as control and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Because uh, you know, like Pat Mills is big on authoritarianism and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we tried to. Get... He's big against it. Yes, yes, yeah, he's big against. Yeah. Beware the it, man. Yeah. Beware the corporations. You know, yeah, beware the creeping yeah. fascism behind every single block. Yeah, there's there's cool things like talk cones, which you just can't. You know, they're just like silence. So to silence dissent, there's these weird cone things that stop you actually talking and stuff, which are actually in the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so th- that was kind of the thing. Is like uh, there's lots of big. You know, obviously fighting um, with uh, giant war robots, but also like uh, underneath it um, are, are the themes of war breaks you. So essentially, the, the way the the way the, the the scenarios work, if we just get into that a little bit first, is um, <clears throat> there's actually one basic scenario, objective-based scenario that you're fighting over, which is like basically the the military programming of the robots is that over objective. It's like there's like they've actually announced to the public they're going to take the town square and you know speechify or whatever, and so that's what you're trying to do. You take objectives, but then each side also has a secret agenda that they're trying to do, which is either, it might be like martyrdom or take out the enemy leader and stuff. So there's there's two there's two overlapping victory conditions and stuff, and then and the best bit is like so in in Strontium Dog, for instance, you're fighting for credits out of the victory points. In uh, ABC Warriors, we decided you're fighting for likes. Is what you're oh. trying to get. Um, so you're trying to be, you're trying to appeal to the masses by doing cool to sway stuff. public opinion all the time. Yeah. So you're you're there for a cause. That's the point. And so yeah, you're you're trying to um, yeah get the public on your side to back you to either rise up in revolution or throw out the man or or mm. or not depending on which side you are. And and not to get really waffy about it, but thematically, a lot of AB, what ABC Wars, particularly the Vulcan War story, is about is about finding a cause um, because. Like I say, sentient robots—they were—they were created just to fight. That was their entire objective in life. They were given certain parameters and made sentient, but they're just there to fight. So when the fighting stops, when the Vulcan War's over, what what becomes of them? And as Gav says, I mean, they, they've done lots of different things after that. My first encounter with the ABC, or ABC Warriors, strictly speaking, they weren't even called that then. It was the, the Robuster Strip back in the day. <laughs> Which was kind of like an international rescue type setup with like decommissioned war robot and a trash robot and uh, a wrecking robot that would go in and you know go to disasters and try and pull people out of the rubble and things like that because that's what they wound up doing after the Vulcan War. Uh, and then the Mars thing kind of comes later. Um, but like I say, there, there's many iterations, and as with Slain, we, we kind of had to um, pick our field to a certain extent both in terms of what the story was and uh, what the, the the ABC Warriors actually looked like at the time, because they've been through different artists and different periods and things like that, so the, the, the appearance changes. And Clint Langley's artwork, it has to be said, is awesome. Plus, plus the Vulcan World, the big thing it had going for us, uh, we mentioned Vulcan, the icon of icons, 
basically what he's got is um, an opposite to the Magnificent Seven. He's got, you know, his group of evil sentient war robots that work yes. for him, um, which all kind of like equate as like a, a dark, shadowy version of the ABC Warriors. So that was just too much fun to miss out on. Uh, of having the, their, their dark opposites not in a very literal sense I might hasten to add they're all supposed to be like improvements or better than um, the Vulcan was the Vulcan ones are but uh, they're not supposed to say <laughs> they all get beaten up by their counterparts when it comes to the crunch but uh, it, fun to play with anyway Speaking of playing on the tabletop I've heard conflicting reports and I thought it would be a good idea to talk to the to go straight to the horse's mouth so to speak and to talk about how this game scales, because there's been talk that this game could be a war game, a full-out war game, or that it is more of a skirmish base, like the other 2000 AD games. And given the size and scale of the box set on the Warlord site and what is available, it looks like it's more of a, of a skirmish game, like the other 2000 AD games. That said, if I understand this right, there might be some profiles for some bigger griblies than we've seen before on the tabletop. Uh, yeah, I, I think people are being a bit fooled by the thematic um, of yeah, because it, it's it's there's a lot of uh, callbacks to the Vulcan War, uh, and it, so that means that we have got stuff to cover those, those callback series. It's not designed to be a war game. I'm going to warn people ahead of time. It's still a skirmish game, just like Judge Dredd, just like Strontium Dog. You want to scale up there, that, that's your own business. But we put the stats in there just in case you want to. Because um, there's some truly enormous war robots running around in, in ABC War. It's Vulcan War. It's Stalins and stuff like that. They're you know, big as houses and all this sort of stuff. iPods and Reagans on the ABC Warriors side. So we dutifully did stats for all of those. Um, and a number of robots that sort of cross over into being vehicles, in effect. Um, there's um, a Vulcan robot called the Kozak Cossacks. Which are kind of like a bike, basically. <coughs> so almost a bit law mastery in some ways, in that other robots can ride them as well. Um, so we've done all those things. I don't know how many of those pools actually going to be able to manage models for. Um, he surprised us by managing a Mount Prowl tank in the end. So, um, but yeah, not a war game. I'm going to say that. Well, not a war game. Yes, it's a war game, but it's not um, full on battle game. models battle game. Yeah. That said, we've got AK-47s and Hammersteins as uh, group models in this particular game, so you can get the numbers up there if you really want it. Yeah, it's a skirmish game. It's a skirmish game. Um, well, one of the things that we did um, find is that they've, in relative terms, Strontium Dog and Joe Strad, the, the war droids, stuff like Hammerstein and Deadlock, they're insanely tough. Um, and hence, their notoriety values, get the word right, are insanely high, uh, which means that even to have a skirmish game with like a few ABC Warriors on each side, maybe a bit of support, uh, you're looking at higher points games in ABC Warriors than you would do usually in uh, Strangeum Dog and Just Dread. Mm. You know, one of these ABC Warriors will be a match, well, be an equivalent notoriety value, I won't say be a match for, be an equivalent notoriety value to several floppy models, as we call them. Flesh yeah, sticks. The floppies. Yeah, so the, one, one of the main thing is, so usually uh, in the 2000 AD games, as you, as you take injuries, your stats degrade, you get worse. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the balancing factors. Like, you know, you might start out as Johnny Alpha and be doing loads of really cool stuff, but, you know, as soon as you start winging him, you can bring him back down to earth. That's not the case with, with the uh, 
uh, with the mechs, with the robots, is basically they can just keep going. They take damage, and and pretty much across the board, they'll just you know they can fight just effectively with like one leg and one arm, you know. And, yeah. and also, even once they're down, there's a chance of them coming back, and they don't yeah. get pinned. Uh, and 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 you know, it's actually suffer morale quite the same way. Um, they just take metal fatigue. Um, so yeah, they're just hard <laughs> yeah they're, 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 they're a tough opposition uh, in comparison to uh, humans i mean we've kept the the rules for humans in the book as well of course so it's got cross compatibility and there are some human opponents for the abc warriors as well uh the cops from Makana are not at all keen on sentient robots the G-Man. yes they, they actively hunt them um so you got kind of both sides of the coin um but yeah yeah they're they're, they're squidgy man they call it let's say the robots call them floppies because they, they just flop around and fall down all the time basically <laughs> well it, it does as you say there is cross compatibility between the it's 2000 AD games which just brings to mind that scene where the abc warriors brought into your favorite judge dread movie andy uh, <laughs> where we have Sylvester it was sloan. one of the better parts of that that sloan dread i must admit was when they they, they show off their hammerstein and it rips Jürgen Prochnow's arms off, if I remember rightly. That is yeah. correct. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks cool. Uh, very nice piece of kit they got there. And yeah, mm -hmm. that's a Hammerstein. Which are the, so the if you want to recreate that scene from that movie, if you happen you to can. be that way this inclined. Is a, you have that opportunity now. And that's it's true. probably what would happen as well, frankly. Very likely. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so in the, uh, the across the 2000 AD games, you know, one of the big decisions we've made is, you know, trying to make the games reflect the strips uh, mechanically, but also narratively, you know, starting off with Strontium Dog, we had, uh, rather than just put put options into army lists for having lots of different kind of guns and things like that, we, we had the armory cards and the chicanery cards. Mm. Uh, then, in, you know, Just Red has big meg cards. And then we had the uh, Earth Magic and um, Sour Magic in Slain. So, you know, it's like rather than having lots of special rules all the time, we have like nice incidents that you can play using the cards. And and the thematic through the <clears throat> uh, through the ABC Warriors universe and into Nemesis stuff is the idea of chaos and order and the effect that has. And uh, and this is managed through the game with the tarot cards. So uh, they're essentially just the special cards. They're the, the you know, special skills, events and stuff. Uh, but there's also... Essentially, there's an extra stat added to uh, models uh, from ABC Warriors, which is they either have a chaos value or an order value or no value at all because they're not particularly aligned. And that kind of just affects the some cards. It might you know it might do damage equivalent to your chaos value, for instance, or the number it might affect the number of cards and how they're dealt and manipulated. So it's just a nice um, again it explores that part of the ABC Warriors, which is their programming versus their personality is the order mm. versus chaos. Um, and particularly in the campaign game yeah. that we've included, there's a chance of, uh, if, you're, if you're acting against your natural inclination, so like you've got Deadlock, who's like you know, the arch magister of chaos, he is chaos incarnate. The more order, more orderly stuff he does, there's a chance that you introduce glitches into his personality because he's not supposed to be doing that kind of thing. And vice versa, you know, Hammerstein is the arch straight. He's just like... Yeah. Uh, He's a um, narc, isn't he? Just a, he is, a G Man yeah. type. Well, not, not uh, G Man as yeah. in kind of G Man, but yeah. 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 1950s on Draper. Yeah. Well. 
He's the one, I think there's a great bit in the strip where they're, they're talking about their favourite music or something, and everyone thought that all the other rovers talk about these death metal bands, blah, 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 and he's kind of like, well, I quite like Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, he, as he does more chaos stuff, and, and chaos stuff is getting hurt and hurting other people and using chaos cards, so that, that strains against him. So in the campaign, you get uh, glitches, essentially, and also the damage you take carries over from game to game so you have to uh, you have to refit and repair and basically reboot uh, to kind of get the the robots up and running again and so over a campaign a trit you can't it's quite expensive to do it so you have to start sending into the games with damage already <clears throat> but also uh, once you start getting more complications, you can end up with team glitches because, of course, the other big thing about any kind of Pat Mill strip is basically, you know, all the characters are dysfunctional with each other. And the ABC Warriors, again, is more than that. You know, again, it's, yeah, they 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 mostly dislike each other, if not outright hate each other, and they're thrown together by circumstance. And, you know, you know, look... Well, we're uh, literally you know, dragged together. I mean, because the original yeah. ABC Warriors strip was very dirty dozen. Yeah, it was like gather together these special droids, some of which don't want to join, you know, including yeah. no less than General Blackblood, who's a Vulgan robot who's well known for his evilness. Yes. And they need him for that because, you know, they, they need his expertise and in infiltration and all that yes. sort of stuff. So they, they literally go and like shoot. He's been him reprogrammed, but they yeah. haven't been, they have, they're not able to completely reprogram his treachery circuit. Absolutely. Uh, so, so which is in this game, you know, <laughs> un, uh, you know, slight spoiler, but in the game, he's on the Vulcan side. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah. it also harks back to the site, you know, that's what, you know, who he fought for originally. Um, yes. So yeah, uh, and, and it just makes them dysfunctional on the tabletop as well. There's certainly, you know, like, uh, as an example, you might have. Uh, you know, the leader has to deploy first, or you, or then the two robots might get on, so they can't deploy within a certain distance of each other, or they suffer, uh, uh, they they have a, a penalty to their call cool if they're too close to each other because they're you know too busy bickering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But on the flip side, the, the, um, there's also stuff in there because again, it's for likes and things. One of the things we've added in, one of the favourite bits of it actually is monologuing. So if you want to, if there's nothing else to do, you can spend a double action monologuing because there's lots of that, again, of like people standing up and spouting off for two or three yeah. frames. I think this, you know, and you uh, are doomed because of blah, and that, blah, blah. Yeah. And that basically earns you likes. So it's just another way you can spend uh, a double action to basically get some extra victory points. If there's just nothing to shoot at, except Joe Pineapples, who yeah. does it with his gun. Yes. yes, he takes a name shot to monologue because all he ever is is monosyllabic, so he just goes a one. Um, so yeah, there's lots of nice characterful bits. Uh, it's interesting because uh, you know on the flip side we have this you know they say we have that counterpoints on the Vulcan side of 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 various characters who are kind of the same but different. So there is a instead of Joe Pineapples, there's like a guy with a heavy kind of like Gatlin like multi you know heavy blaster type thing and. Uh, uh, there's also the the um the taxi droid that he hacked with a sat nav bullet. Uh, that's the same and... one, Easy Stream. Easy yeah, Easy Stream is, is the yeah. one that got yeah. abused by Joe Pineapples to undertake yeah. an assassination mission. But, it, um, but some of Joe Pineapples broke off in him essentially, so he's got some of his sniper yeah, sniper skills left. Sniper yeah. traits now, and there's like Rasputin as well. Oh, yes, uh, who's, who's supposed to be the, like a dark sorcerer of chaos as well, the equivalent to Deadlock. Yes. He's not. So <laughs> yeah. forth. 
Uh, and Volkan himself, the icon of icons, he's kind of interesting because monologuing is his thing. He spends yes. endless amounts of time monologuing because he's really, really good at it, and it actually kind of enhances his forces. Uh, and, he, and he's got hammers. Good. He hasn't actually got a gun. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, he's got a hammer and a sickle, you know. <laughs> Not so subtle. It, yeah. Um, and an anvil, if I'm looking at the models correctly. Say again? And an anvil, if I'm looking at it right. Yes, that, that's one of his shticks, is uh, breaking ABC Warriors on his anvil. Yes. Propagandistic yeah. purposes and to jolly up all his robots. Mm. Yeah, so that sort of forms a bit of a focal point for the... So we've got, you know, we've got, like, the um, getting started, uh, the... Um, uh, you know, three introductory scenarios that people can use to get into the rules, and uh, yeah, that they they all focus around that that piece of scenery, uh, and essentially Volcan trying to essentially ascend to the stage mm. and broadcast his message to the masses uh, for the robots to rise up and kill all the floppies, and the ABC are trying to stop him doing that uh, through, across the three scenarios. So um, uh, it gives it a nice focus uh, for the battles. Um, because yeah, I mean, like I say, that the the general scenario is uh, uh, you each have uh, objective points, but they're not necessarily the same. So, for example, I might be going for an objective in the middle, the northeast corner, and the southeast corner, whereas you might have one in the middle, the northwest corner, and the northeast corner. So we don't necessarily all have to. <clears throat> we're not fighting over all the same objectives, but some of them might overlap, um, which gives it a bit of a dynamic. Uh, uh, deployment and things again it's not necessarily just straight line up and fight it's yeah. uh, it's a bit more interesting and, and involved yeah how much how much resource do you put into like grabbing your own objectives as opposed to contesting or trying to snatch yeah. back your opponent's ones uh, especially given that you you don't know what their personal agendas might be it might be the central one is all they really care about because they need that for their personal agenda too but you know in a normal scenario they'll be going after it anyway so how much do you defend it plus yeah. you, you're not always working with a lot of models because they're very expensive so you're going to make yes. some hard choices about where to go and when yes yeah and again and this is where sort of like having like a squad of hammersteins or ak-47s having some group models mm -hmm. is a bit it's handy because you can like well <clears throat> they're a bit more flexible they can cover a bit more ground yeah. if need be um the group models in abc warriors are even less flexible i think they tend That's to right. have to have That's an right. order um so again they i think is it is there three orders um, yeah yeah they're, they're, there's basically a hold your ground and advance and a, a regroup and uh, depending on which one they, they they get ordered to do you know they'll either move up and shoot or stand still and shoot or back off a bit into cover and shoot um so there, there's even less flexibility than usual with group models. So usually the way the group models work, if you recall, is that if you pull an action chip out of the cup for your side, you can choose to to activate a group if they're group models. They usually be like three of them. Um, but they're, they're individually a lot weaker than character models, so it's a bit of a trade-off situation. They're, mm. they're cheap chaff to throw around the place. When he gets to AK-47s and Mark One Hammersteins, which are the group models in this game, they're, they're actually pretty tough for group models. You know, they're, they're the ones that will give minor characters in the other game a run, run for their money just on their own. So a group of them running around is actually quite dangerous. Um, it's, it's Again, it's a bit relative because the ABC Warriors characters are very dangerous themselves. Mm. But like senior judges going up against a, a group of Mark One Hammersteins even uh, are going to have a rough ride. Um, so um, yeah, they're not cheap, but they are a good deal cheaper than the characters. So they they do give you that 
that bit of flexibility you need worth having, I think. Yes, yeah. And uh, uh, because of that disparity, because there's not lots of, there isn't a lot of cheap stuff to fill in the gaps for for like your force selection. There's quite big chunks of stuff that you're getting. Um, uh, the scenario is actually designed over uh, uh, to incorporate uh, asymmetric points values, really. Uh, like some of the, like the other some of the other ones are, you know, you don't have to worry about spending those last few points because you can, if you've got spare points, essentially some of them just can be used um, for an extra tarot card, or, or if you've got um, notoriety left over, it kind of represents having other agents who are getting likes. So essentially, they just get turned into a, a random number of likes at the end of the game because they've been yeah. agitating and spreading the message and stuff. So um, you don't have to spend ages trying to get that like fine tuning of like, oh no, hang on, I've got to drop a 32 point ABC warrior mm -hmm. chunk. <laughs> you know, that's a big chunk out of the way, but it's hard to refill it because you know the next one is is like 28 points and uh, or I can't. You know, you don't have. You don't have the fine little levers, um, but there are, there are other ways to make sure that actually it balances out. You can actually have fairly asymmetric uh, forces, you know, within reason um, for for notoriety values. You know, probably you know, anything up to like a twenty notoriety difference, uh, and it probably wouldn't be a probably still not a problem. That's a, that that's kind of a an underdog, you know, balancing factor in the scenarios already. Yeah, I always feel that's very important for any game that's designed to be part of a campaign. Because you are going to inevitably get those points whether there's a, I just can't field that many models. Yes, there's that as well, yeah. I've only got Hammerstein working now. That's right. Yeah. All the rest of them are broken. <laughs> so, uh, yes, some compensatory stuff there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And sort of bringing it back to campaign. So, the idea for the campaigns, uh, uh, again, we you know we always want to make something slightly different to, to the other ones. So, like, you know, in Slain, it's about territory. In, in Strunch and Dog is all about just earning enough credits to retire. Um, so in this one, you essentially, you exchange your likes for influence. Uh, but of course, your influence has to be used for certain other things for like, you, you can't just buy stuff. So actually you have to use your influence to get your refits to, you can get uh, intelligence on the other side. You can use influence to build up your base. So it's still a currency, but it's uh, the likes. Uh, again, it's, it's the, you're spending your victory points to try and get closer to victory. So you're having to make that decision of like, well, actually, am I better off you know, sending Joe Pineapples for a refit for the longer game, or actually, should I take that 50,000 likes and bank them as influence? Because once you bank them, they, they don't come back. Um, and making that judgment, and then it's the first, once somebody reaches a certain influence level, you basically have a showdown between the two highest influence war bands to see yeah. actually which one wins. So again, it's not just first over the line wins. So there has to be a final confrontation fight, clearly, mm -hmm. to show your dominance, which you know adds a nice and, and, and again, you know, everyone gets to finish once somebody crosses a line, everyone gets to finish their organized games. You know, like if it just because that Andy and I are playing on Tuesday and you've got a game on Thursday doesn't mean you lose because one of us passes the line. So after everyone's you know kind of completed the round as it were it's not that organized but once all the games are kind of done who are the two highest influences then get to fight it off for the eventual winner so um, again it's got a slightly different flavor to it to, to the other campaigns um uh, and, and in theory you know it could cross over you could do a 
that you know it's very much <clears throat> geared towards the mechs because a lot of it is about fixing the mechs having to remove glitches that kind of stuff which doesn't apply to floppies but you can you know like i said there are g-men uh, if you've got floppies in the campaign uh, there's a very simple system to see if they're injured or if they gain experience that kind of stuff so it's, it's not just about uh, the mechs nice and if we're talking about uh, what you're fighting over and around i i and I know you mentioned it, it's part of the introductory scenarios as well, but looking at the increase the piece box, that altar for Vulcan is truly amazing. The terrain that comes in the box is wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's a big chunky piece of, uh, of kit to be fighting over. Um, and it, it's kind of, I think Meccana itself, the city is, a, you know, it, it's a, it's a difficult environment in some ways because it's a kind of a big hive, you know, arcology type place. Um, so there's lots of like, there's lots of interior spaces, which are usually quite hard to model. So, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of getting that feeling. So actually, yeah, having, having something with a sense of size and, and gravitas to it, which <clears throat> uh, scales nicely because of course, yeah, the mechs themselves are big models. Um, you know, again, it's one of those where you go back and look at the strip, you realise just how big they are compared to normal people. Yeah, you see them next get. to humans occasionally, sort of thing, and they, you know, they're, they're the smallest of them are like eight foot tall, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you know, everything has to be bigger and you know able to withstand you know giant robots smashing into it and things like that. So, um, uh, and and yeah, as we said, I think we've got the talk cones in there as well, which stop you monologuing. So mm -hmm. they can be annoying. The talk cones running after you. Know, you get to they they, they move kind of semi randomly, but mm. it's like the last thing I. Um, Volcan wants is a talk cone coming up next to him. It's like, That's right. no, don't cut off my primary ability. <laughs> exactly. Well, I do love, speaking of the size, the models themselves are huge. So if you do want to play those crossover games, they do actually look the part when compared to the other 2000 AD models, which is a really nice touch. No, uh, from the from the outside, we were very clear that ABC Warriors, um, it, it like Strontium Dog, ABC Warriors actually directly crosses over into uh, Judge Dredd at various times. Like I say, um, there are ABC Warriors that pop up very weirdly um, in mm -hmm. uh, Judge Dredd yeah. directly. So, and to be honest, you know, robots feature quite a lot in Dredd and sometimes in Strontium Dog as well. So, mm -hmm. we kind of had our eye a little bit on being able to revamp those robot rules and make them a bit different rather than because at the moment they just work like everything else you know they take injuries and so on in effect in the same way as uh, floppies do but now we've effectively got some war robot rules so uh, we have to go back and redo steel creek <laughs> well you, you just creek apply and... the rules to him don't you yeah you, know, you double his notoriety value because that's what he costs now and uh, instantly stops getting injured and stops having yeah. pins applied to him and oh my god he's a problem um, I don't know that you do the same with Walter the Robot, Walter the Wobot, <laughs> and domestic droids, because they're, they're not built to be no, yeah. robots. But for stuff that is, yeah. If you want like, to do the robot wars, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the, it's a good opportunity. The system there. there. Part of me yes. does want to see Walter the Wobot as the terrifying thing on the table, though. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the equivalent, so, the, you know, um, I don't know whether it's just because of comics or or whatever, but actually, generally, there seems there's a there's a sidekick character. So, 
there's Gronk in uh, Strontium Dog. Mm -hmm. There's Walter in Austin Just Dread. We have Ucko in Slain, who's the annoying character. And actually, it's so the equivalent of ABC Warriors is Road Jaws, who is the trash droid. He's the foul mouth trash droid, mm -hmm. um, who was was a robuster. Um, yeah. They're all going to get melted down by the evil Howard Quartz, um, who owns them as the billionaire brain in a robot suit. Um, who owns them all, uh, and, and uh, Hammerstein escapes from Road Jaws and the others. And That's they right, ABC Warriors, picking on billionaires before it was cool. Yeah. Was <laughs> um, but so Road Jaws is that one. He's not a big fighter and stuff, but he's just the distracting loud mouth that can get you to charge after him, and he's got slightly Ucko-like abilities of like survival. I think he's got a, a little, like, Pop yeah, so he's got he's got a pistol and he's got some yeah. like, like snippy claws sort of thing. But, yeah, um, so he's a bit more dangerous than Oko with his you know bread knife, <laughs> but um, he he does perform a very similar role of like, hey, yes. look at me, I'm annoying. And, and, and there's a specific sequence in the in the comics where he does that. He um, he distracts Metquake with uh, mother jokes, takes them. Um, which is like, even though the Black Blood's pointing out to Metquake that Metquake is a robot and doesn't have a mother. Metquake and Road Jaws and Hammerstone have got history because yeah, they were all back, exactly. they were all in Robusters together back in the day, sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so it's nice again, yeah, just to riff on particular bits of the comic and things, um, mm. uh, and uh, and and recreate them or create similar stories on the tabletop, which has always been the goal of the games. Is like. It's the comic strip on your tabletop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, which is why we had to do the tarot cards for for this one. Yeah, rather because armory cards, which have been a staple for Judge Dread and Strontium Dog, for where you get your high explosives from and stuff like that. Um, once again, we're dealing with war robots. They have all the high explosives they need. They don't need to go to the armory for it. It's just part of who they are. Mm -hmm. Um. And equally, in terms of setting, um, you know, the Big Meg cards for Judge Dredd and Chicanery cards, because it, it fits the duplicitous background in that particular game. And there, there wasn't really an equivalent for those in um, ABC Warriors, but something that looms very large in a number of strips, particularly to do with certain characters like Deadlock, is the Tarot. Goddamn, Deadlock Ace every time comes out, he's always like the Ace of Swords and then chops somebody in half because he, he's seen it all, seen what's going to happen because he's read the tarot. Uh, and one of the terrible, terrible dangers of Vulcan is that he can use the tarot as well and he can read the future as well and all this sort of stuff. So we we're like, oh yes, we'll have fun with that. And yes, we can yeah. put our Ace of Swords in there for your, your kind of time bomb equivalent of like, oh hey, I could just il del delete one of your characters now. But that said, uh, there's another one for bringing people back. So, <laughs> and, and, yes, and also one of the secret agendas is is potentially martyrdom, where you're yeah. actually trying to get your leader killed. So yeah. it's like, aha, Ace of Swords. Aha, that was my plan all along, etc. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. You only prove me right if I actually strike <laughs> me down. As you can tell, yeah. we had way too much fun with this. <laughs> well, that's the thing again, yeah, and going through, and, and actually the the design on it again. Um, you know, saying about the models and stuff, but I think every book uh, has been looking better and better. And yeah, it's, it's like it's such a, a joy. the flavor of it. Like yeah. I say, that Clint, like Clint Langley art, the tarot cards look lovely, um, really dripping with character. So it's just a nice experience to you know, be playing with them. And the rule book, uh, yeah, I say, is actually um, it's just a it's just nice having to. You know, we've only seen it on PDF so far, but just looking through it, you're like, yeah, it's just oozes the the nature of the strip absolutely 
Absolutely. Well, that's one of the things that makes the 2000 AD game books just that much better than a lot of other game books out there is because you're able to pull art from so many different you know, 40 years period. worth of comic strips yeah yeah uh, exactly the right finding the pit that you can you can remember i remember mm -hmm. this particular and you've got no idea where it's from when it's from <laughs> Just yeah. trying to dig back through 40 years with comics to find it. Yeah. Exactly. He said that line. What was the story? He said that line in. Because yeah. 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 we want to name a card after it. We've got to find that piece of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. you mentioned Howard Quartz. Um, and he is the special miniature in the Increase the Peace box set, which also has all 36 tarot cards, which you talked about before. And it is the basic starter set for this game. Of course, it comes with the rule book. Um, you get an assortment of AK-47s and Hammersteins and a couple of special characters. You get some great alternate heads. You get some character cards. Obviously, you get the, the dice and all the tokens you need to pull characters and play the game. That is very cool. But as always, Warlord has gone the little extra if you want to dig in. And there's the all-in launch collection, which has a ton of extra content in it miniature wise and uh, includes a couple of freebies the yaks so uh, you get a free pair of yaks if you get in on that box and so okay. uh, I, I feel like i'm gonna have to break in for a moment to 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 explain some of the naming of vulgan war robots because we've mentioned both ak-47s and yaks at this point so for the your listeners at home who are not aware of what these are they're like okay so they've they got like this ambulatory rifle. Is that the case? Like AK-47 <laughs> is what the, the basic war droid is called for Vulgans. Mm -hmm. uh, just, they're just like Hammerstein Mark 1s. And Yaks are, are kind of like a paratrooper variant. Um, where they're, they're named after the Yak yes. Yeah, yeah, named after the Yak fighters. But um, mm -hmm. not, not big hairy wings. bison things. <laughs> no, they are not ungulants. <laughs> <laughs> They have little wings and like uh, like a rocket pack, basically. So uh, I didn't know you were getting yaks in the in the, the extended edition. That's a nice addition. The mongrel and the robo paratrooper is in there. We also uh -huh. have Rasputin, Genghis, and Black Blood himself, amongst uh, all sorts of other little bits and pieces in the all-in box. But that is a hell of a way to get started with this game. Gents, our time is sadly coming to a close. Is there anything that we have missed that you think would be important to mention with this game coming out? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, biggest thing is it's another one for the 2080 collection. Um, I've seen a few people a bit worried online that it's very, it's very different. Uh, it's not. We've just got some different names for things in this one. Don't be scared. Like I say, we've got metal fatigue instead of pinning and, you know, leaks instead yeah. of injuries. But it all means the same stuff. It's all the same mechanics under the hood. So uh, don't worry. And, you know, likes for credits and all that sort of stuff. Just jump in there. There should be cross-compatibility. What I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing is ABC Warriors turning up in somebody's Judge Dread campaign or something like mm -hmm. that uh, and just taking their entire campaign rules with them and like, okay, we're just glitching on our own here. There's no opposing team of robots to work against. We're up against the judges because that will work. That will work. It'll all work, work cross-compatibility-wise. I still worry about people trying to do that with Slane, but, you know, that that's their business, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to do ABC Wives versus Slane, then... Yeah, time killers! Ah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Well. 
At some point, Batman will probably wrote it. But, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we've had Batman in Arkham City, so I don't see why not. Um, so Batman in Arkham City, of course he'd be in Arkham City. That's where he Gotham. lives. Yeah, Gotham in City. Batman in, no, sorry, Meg City 1. Make yes. City. <laughs> Judgment. We've done crossovers. All right, crossovers. It's comics. We do crossovers. Part of the appeal. Um, and people should feel free to speculate and annoy Warlord about what to do next as well. As always, and uh, hope that they put out more of the models from these because that's another part of the 2000 AD collections that we've seen previously is, yes, there's those initial waves, but then over time, additional models drip out. And so you can get some real depth and some really interesting characters on the tabletop. And in some cases, ones that you didn't always expect were coming, and that can really make for some cool experiences on the tabletop. Uh, yep, yep. Hopefully, there's a, like I said, there's still still quite a lot of life left in the 2018 license. So, oh god, we're here to here to do some more. Yeah, <laughs> we're here for you, man, because <laughs> we just enjoy them so much. So, yeah, please enjoy. Um, let us know what you think, and yeah, we'll look forward to hearing back about this one. Hopefully, doing more in the future. Definitely. Well, gentlemen, I look forward to talking to you about them in the future. Thank you so much for making the time to join us today to talk about another excellent 2000 AD game to add to the catalog and to put on the tabletop. It is always a pleasure to talk shop, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Please check out ABC Warriors Increase the Peace. The box set is coming out now. It is definitely time for you to go check it out on the Warlord Games official website. Until then, and until next time, signing off. Please enjoy the games that Warlord puts out, and we will see you soon. Good night.